I think it is possible that anyone who really tries can understand physics as physicists understand it. There's work, and to quote Carrie Fisher, then there's construction work, and sometimes this felt like construction work because it was unlike anything I had ever done. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet physicist Sean Carroll and journalist Maggie Haberman. Listen in to hear about their impactful new books and what it was like for them to narrate their work in the audiobook studio. Enjoy. Hi, this is Sean Carroll, author of The Biggest Ideas in the Universe, Space, Time, and Motion. A lot of times when people think about teaching or learning physics or other deep ideas about the universe, there's an idea that if you really want to understand it, you need to go into technicalities, rigor, and that's just not possible to do for the general reader. So you either become a professional physicist or you never get those details. I don't believe in that idea. I think it is possible that anyone who really tries can understand physics as physicists understand it. So this audiobook is dedicated to the idea that with a tiny bit of effort, anyone can appreciate what physics has really taught us about the fundamental nature of reality. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. Because it is fun to go back into the book and imagine reading it for the first time. This is the first time I've gone through the book a little while after having written it. And at some times, you know, you have to concentrate. You have to think what exactly is going on. But then there's always a payoff. There's always some reward at the end. You go, oh, my goodness. That's what a black hole is, or that's what the arrow of time is. So despite the fact that there are details, that there are equations, that there is some slogging at some points, there's always something that makes it worth it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing behemoth, (laughs) which is a strange thing not to know how to pronounce, but I guess I don't use it too much in my everyday vocabulary. I was wanting to say behemoth or something like that. So happily, we figured it out before the final recording. I do think that following along in the audiobook version helps to understand what's important about each sentence, about each little bit of the book. The inflection, the pacing, the emphases do actually add something to the overall experience that one has. So I really think that listening to the audiobook is a worthwhile endeavor. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick. I like the idea of the audiobook being voiced in stentorian British tones. The last great audiobook I listened to was actually Beowulf in the translation by Seamus Haney, in part because I think that I like listening to audiobooks, but I love it when the book I'm listening to was actually meant to be orally transmitted as a poem that people spoke out loud. Beowulf falls into that category. I've also had good luck with the Iliad and the Odyssey and things like that. My favorite place, almost my exclusive place to listen to audiobooks, is in the car while driving. Although, having said that, I am now moving into a much bigger house than I've ever lived in before, so I will have places to hide away and listen to audiobooks in the future, so that's up for grabs. And now, 
Listen to a clip from my audiobook, The Biggest Ideas in the Universe. Look around. If you're like most people, you have a body. It's located somewhere. Chances are that you are surrounded by a variety of other objects located other places. Tables, chairs, a floor, ceiling, walls, maybe trees or a body of water if you're outside. All of these objects exist with certain locations and properties, and those locations and properties can change with time. You can scoot your chair nearer to a wall or farther away. Hi, this is Maggie Haberman, author of Confidence Man. The Making of Donald Trump and the Breaking of America. I wrote my book because I have spent many, many years covering Donald Trump, and I have an accumulation of observations about him over a long period of time, and how the world he came from and who he is meant that his presidency was going to be a mirror of all that came before. I was inspired most by Robert Caro's work, his ability to capture the sweep of history. Both with the power broker about Robert Moses and about Lyndon Johnson, and I tried to follow in that vein. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be intense. Recording an audiobook, everyone warns you, is more work than you think it's going to be. There's work, and to quote Carrie Fisher, then there's construction work, and sometimes this felt like construction work because it was unlike anything I had ever done. I realized I had trouble pronouncing my own name at times. I also had trouble pronouncing meaningless words like while or when or it or on. Sometimes the articulation just disappeared. I'm really proud that I was able to read this entire audiobook so that people can experience it because a lot of it includes my own experiences. In dealing with Trump and in covering his White House and in covering his campaigns. And it would have been a shame if somebody else had been describing themselves as I from my perspective. And so I'm excited that listeners will hear the experience from my own mouth. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would, of course, cast Meryl Streep because wouldn't we all? My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is my car. My favorite place to listen to almost anything audio is my car. My car is where I spend a lot of time. And now, please listen to a clip from my audiobook. What do you need me to say? It was May 5th, 2016, two days after the Republican primary in Indiana. I sat in the back of a yellow taxi cab as it rolled down Fifth Avenue, my computer open on my lap, and a phone held to my ear. The likely Republican nominee for president was on the other end of the call. I had reached out to his staff for comment about a fresh round of support he had received from David Duke, a former Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard and one time Louisiana politician who had recently alleged that opposition to the Trump campaign came from Jewish extremists and Jewish supremacists. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.